Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm Ramsey personality George Camel, joined by my good friend and one of America's favorite Johns, Dr. John Deloney. And we are here for you, America, taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Maybe you need some advice, some motivation. Maybe you need to take that next step with that broken relationship, the toxic boss, the debt that's been hanging over your head for far too long, and you're just ready to make some changes and live a better, more peaceful life. That's what we're all about on this show. Mary is going to kick us off in Cleveland, Ohio. Mary, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you doing today? Doing well. How are you? Um, I'm going to be honest, I'm a little nervous and anxious right now. We got you, Mary. It's just us here. Just us girls. Let's talk. Okay. What's going Um, on? So I'm calling in because my husband is a gambling addict and Mm. has been since January of this year when it became legal in Ohio. Um, It has caused the heaviest toll on our marriage, um, on our relationship, our family, and I'm at the point where I have tried many routes with this, trying to be very gracious on how I go about it, trying to be respectful as a wife, trying to support his mistakes, but trying to get him the help he needs, and nothing is working. Um, And at this point, he is very adamant about continuing to do it, Um, and I'm at the point where I feel that I need to, you know, take my daughter and take a step away, not divorce, but maybe take some separation until he figures it out. But I honestly don't want to have to do that, but I don't know what else to do right now. What makes you think that, or what's happening that you feel like I need to get me and my daughter out of this to be safe? Well, um, I think you're I right. Mean, I think you're right by the way, but I want you just to articulate what something else is going on. Like what's happening in your home. It's just an extremely tense environment we argue all the time, um, which, is, you know, we, we, go ahead. Are you arguing because he's losing thousands and thousands of dollars or arguing yeah. because he's just glued to his phone all the time and he's angry because he wins and loses or as most, as is most of the time, the gambling behavior and the addictive actions that are keep like this compulsion, um, is indicative of a much bigger issue in your marriage. Y'all don't talk to each other. You don't listen to each other. There's no intimacy. It's just become a mess. And gambling is the way he's choosing to handle that that global dysfunction inside your home. Correct. Okay. All of it? Um, yes. And, I mean, the lying is the biggest thing sure. as well. So anytime somebody has a boundary inside of a marriage that they're thinking about laying down, Right, like this is this is my um, this is my final straw. This is my line that I won't cross anymore. I always want to encourage them to have an or what statement because the person they laid the boundary down um, is going to want to know. Can you give an example? Yes. So you need to have an or what statement. You sit down with your husband and say, if we don't go to marriage counseling by the end of this weekend or if we don't have a date on the calendar by the end of this weekend and it's next week. And if you don't go, here's the or what. Me and our daughter are moving out. Okay. Period. You just have to be prepared for the or what because the or what comes with a lot of complexity. And I know it sounds super cool to be like, you 
Like you're gonna, you can Google this, and on these stupid websites, they're gonna tell you like, just leave him. You don't deserve. That sounds all well and good, but there is a significant financial complexity to this, right? Yeah, and I, I mean, I really don't want it to have to come. Of course to that, not. I still love him. Of and course we have you a family do. Family together. Of course you do. I want you to keep this front and center as you move forward. You are simply okay. doing what you have to do to keep your family safe and responding to somebody that's thrown a grenade inside your home. Yeah. You're not the one doing this, and he will paint you as the villain here. He has. That's right. Because he gets to do whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do it, with quote-unquote y'all's money, and he can. you're just whining and nagging and complaining and on. Online gambling... Online sports gambling is destroying individuals and homes across this country, period. And, dude, I always watch the fights. I love watching the games. I love having some fun with my friends. So it's not that I'm like this fuddy-duddy that sits in my house and, and plays bingo all the time. I love I love the whole environment. And yet, this is destroying people. Yeah. And you've told him that. And he has told you, I don't really care what you have to say. I'm going to keep doing whatever I want to do. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's been the past few months, um, I guess to give just some quick context. Uh, so pretty much in a lump sum, he has spent between 30 to $40,000. Has he um, lost it? Oh yeah. Like he's lost all, all of it. Okay. We don't, there's, there's no, um, I mean, he's, you know, one, a couple thousand here or a hundred here, things like that. Um, but it's, it's, he's all together, um, since the beginning of this year, it's been around $40,000. Um, and can we be honest? This is what you know about. Yeah. I promise there's more. This is all I know about. That's yes, right. I promise there's more. I about. Let me ask you some, a very tactical question. If you move out, do you have, do you have a job? Do you have money? Um, yes, I, I have a job, but we, um, so he's in nursing school. So hey, hold on, hold he, on, hold on. He is making choices. You're yeah. keeping yourself safe. If he's in nursing school, then he gets to take care of his pay for nursing. He gets to make all those choices on his own. Mm-hmm. You need to have your four walls covered for you and your yes. baby. If you choose to Do you have your own bank account. Yes, I actually did. Um, probably about months ago at this point um that was one of the steps i took was separating good our finances we never recommend that except in this moment does it direct does your check direct deposit into that account it's uh, still in our joint um and i will just say so pretty much because we don't have any like we don't have any financial security right now so with my job and his job we get paid each week so i get paid and then he gets paid the following and so on and so forth so with our money that we have right now i want to take money from like my check and put it into ours but then all the bills come out from our joint because we haven't switched any of those yet so all of like pretty much each paycheck that we get each week is going towards bills going towards groceries and gas and so then there's nothing left over. i want you to get with a friend and i want you to map this out okay okay and you're going to have to move your direct deposit to your new account. And you okay. know as well as I do, he's going to hit the roof, isn't he? Yeah, he, he already did when I, I mean, everything I do, I, he, get, he does. That's right. Are you safe? Yes. Okay. He's not going to hit you or hurt you? No. Okay. So we are getting with a friend and we're going to map this out. What's an apartment going to cost? What are the light and water bill going to cost? 
and we're going to get all this mapped out and lined out. We're going to make sure that our check can cover that. And you might need to get some new hours and all that kind of stuff. Child care, all those things. And then we're going, to go, we're going to sit down and be very articulate and clear about my or what statement. This changes or here's what I'm going to do. You can't control anything he does. You can only control what you do. I hate that you're in this situation. Stay on the line. We're going to hook you up with every dollar so you can begin to control what you can control if and when you have to step away. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. Give us a call at 888-825-5225 if you want to jump into the conversation and talk about your money, your life, your relationships, your mental health, your boundaries, or lack thereof. We want to help you take the right next step. Shelly joins us up next in Dallas, Texas. Shelly, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for taking my calls. Um, I'm really just calling because I'm, I've been listening to the show a lot, and I know the baby steps and everything, and I know that I'm in a position where I can afford therapy, but my question is it's just, well, it's not more of a question. It's just an emotional issue around spending the money on therapy. I just feel bad. I know I need it. And my husband supports me, but, you know, just, it just makes me feel bad to spend, it, it costs a lot. And my insurance doesn't cover the, the um, license therapy part of it. Um, so what's it going to cost for you to get this help? Well, I was looking at like better help and, you know, there's, uh, I even saw some more affordable options too, but, um, so I did sign up with better help, but I'm just feeling like I'll try it for, you know, the first four weeks and then cancel it. <laughs> I, I start something, you know, I'll start it and, and I started therapy before, but it, it was just costing like a hundred a week. And then I was, so do you I'm feel sure like this is a, a wasteful cost. expense in your budget right now? Like, Hey, this money should be going toward I'm, this. What's behind that? I, th- I, I start feeling like, I, I don't know. It's, and it's part of my anxiety. It's part of the reason why I think, I need therapy. <laughs> well, I, I think it has I, nothing to do with money. I think money yeah. is the excuse that presents itself that gives you an out so that you don't have to go through this fire where healing's on the other side of it. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I think <laughs> you should go. It's all confusing. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I don't. I, the feelings might be confusing. But even mm-hmm. if you guys were up to your eyeballs in debt and you needed to go to counseling, we would tell you to stop paying off your debt, pause, and go to counseling. Get the help you and care that you need. Yeah, I, it's, I'm trying to wrap, I'm trying to, it's, it's, you can tell yourself, I know this is so important, my health, but it just feels, it just hurts to pay it. I don't know, I was raised poor, mm-hmm. you know, grew up in a poor family, and we're doing really well now, and I just feel like, that's it right you know, there. That's it right there. For the future. You know why? Because when you grew up, other people, those people over there, they got counseling. They took, yeah. quote unquote, took care of themselves. We don't got time for that. We don't need that. Only weaklings and wimps do that. Yeah. Right? Other, yeah. Those yeah. people. They, it was, you didn't even want to say, oh, I need therapists because you would, in my family, it would be like, oh, well, you're crazy. You know, you know what? In your family, tell me if I'm wrong. In your family, you didn't say that you needed anything. 
No, I, I actually struggled with eating disorder and everything starting when I was a teenager. Now I'm in my 40s and having panic attacks. And I had a traumatic event last year, medical, with neuropathy for chronic pain for like eight months yep. in my face. It's time. And it's time. I can't sleep without heavy medicine. It's time. It's time. Whatever it takes. If there was a medication, Shelly, that was $300 a month, but it changed your life, would you say that was a worthy $300 to spend that wasn't wasteful? Yeah, and well, I am spending a lot on my psychiatrist for the medicine, so that's that. I have to have that, or I just can't function. But yeah, your psychiatrist so. has been telling you for a long time, I'm going to give you these meds, but you need to go talk to somebody, haven't they? Yeah, he yes. did say CBT would help me. Correct. Yeah. It's time. I think yeah. we need to refile this in our brain as this is not a wasteful thing that I could be spending in this, and this is it's too much in our budget into... Hey, this is like paying for insurance. This is keeping the lights on. This is paying for the internet bill. This is going to add so much utility and value to my life that I can't imagine not doing it. And it may not be forever. This may be a season that you go through and then it's over. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of wondering about, I know everyone's different, but I was wondering about like on average kind of how, how long it could take. I've, you know, I've had friends tell me, oh, it took so-and-so a year to, to, to really, but I if mean, you struggle, listen. If you struggle with tunnel. if if you've struggled with disordered eating since you were a child, and you grew up in a pretty tough place, and it's a pretty tough uh, situation, and mm-hmm. if you um, think so little of yourself that the idea of spending money to make sure you're whole and well, so that you can show up for you and for your husband and for others, if that shuts your body down or sets off your body's alarms. It's going to be a while. So mm-hmm. I think it's counterproductive, or I'm telling you it's counterproductive to say, okay, I'll give you four and then I quit. That's like going to the to the car dealer and saying, uh, or to the mechanic and saying, hey, uh, everything's broken on the car. You got 30 minutes and then I'm just going to come pick it up. Yeah. I want yeah. you to completely and reframe I this. I stress on myself that... I put the stress on myself that I feel like I have to hurry up and fix myself in this amount of time. <laughs> well, right. And the, you're, you're not and somebody, that, listen, I, I used yeah. a bad analogy. You're not somebody to be fixed. Okay. You're not broken. Your body's working exactly as it should, given the set of circumstances you grew up in, plus some genetics. And what you're going to learn is different ways your body can get through a day. That's what, that's what counseling is going to do. It's going to let you practice. It's going to teach you relationship. It's going to teach you some new skills over time, your body's going to learn, hey, we weren't safe then, we're safe now. All of that is worthy of an investment. Go. Don't think twice about it. And and listen to this. This is important. Your feelings are not designed to tell you the truth. Your feelings are designed to keep you safe given a set of circumstances. So this morning, I did not feel like writing in a journal. I didn't. But I did it. Because I'm a better husband and a better dad on the other side of that when I get all this crap out of my head and out of my body and onto a piece of paper. I will not feel like working out when I get home tonight. I won't feel like it at all. I'm tired. It's the weekend. And I'm going to go do it because I promised myself I would and it makes me a better fill in the blank, fill in the blank. So your feelings, I feel like I want to quit. Cool. I get that. I'm going to acknowledge those feelings. That's real. And then I'm going to keep going. And I feel like I'm wasting money. Cool. I, your body's your body grew up poor. It put a GPS pin in poverty. It put a GPS pin and stop spending money on quote unquote you getting well. Cool. I feel that. And I'm going to go anyway because I'm going to get well. I'm worth being well. 
That's a good word, John. And tactically, Shelly, adding this as a line item in your every dollar budget that says Shelly's therapy. And then, you know, what's going to happen is December, it's going to feel like, oh, gosh, that $300 came out for those sessions. Then January, it's like, oh, yeah, we have that in the budget. Then February, it's like, oh, yeah, we've had this in the budget. And all of a sudden, it becomes normal, especially as you excel through the baby steps and you get to a different place financially. There's expenses in my wife and I's budget that, you know, 23-year-old George would be like, whoa, that guy's blowing some money. And to us, it's, no, we're buying ourselves peace. We're buying our time back with some of these things. And it's therapy is not a luxury. It is financially for people who can't afford it, but it's not a frivolous expense. Uh, it's definitely worth being well. And John talks about this in his new book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, which I'd love to send Shelley a copy of that, John, if you don't mind. Absolutely. And stay on the line. I'm going to hook you up with three free months of BetterHelp with Boom. my friends there, okay? I'm going to take that excuse away. Three free months of BetterHelp. But if you and your therapist decide, hey, it's probably best if you keep going, I want you to keep going and stay plugged in. That's very kind of you, John. You wield that kind of power here on the Ramsey Show. I don't. I've got an extraordinary partner with BetterHelp, and they really, really care about people getting well. And so um, it's their generosity, not mine. That's very kind. So hang on the line, Shelley. We're going to send you a copy of Dr. John Deloney's best-selling book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, and three months of BetterHelp on us to get you started on this path. We are cheering you on and I'm proud of you. That's a that's not an easy thing to call into a national radio show and put that all out there and go, I'm struggling with this. I want to get the help I need. And I know a lot of people are benefiting from this call who probably need to take that next step too, John. Dude, I, I remember being a six foot two, 195 pound Texas male sitting at my kitchen table while my little boy was asleep and my wife was asleep in the other room, weeping at my kitchen table. Because I knew I had to, and I also felt like such a wimp and such a weakling and such a coward and all those things, and I went, and it's changed everything. Mm-hmm. Go get the help and care that you need. Thanks so much for the call, Shelly. More of your calls coming up. The number is 888-825-5225. We'll be right back. Fake it till you make it. It's popular career advice, but it doesn't work for very long. If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but fruit chews and veggie chips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear, and that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney. We've got a lot going on right now at the Ramsey Solutions store on our website at ramseysolutions.com slash store, including our $12 sale. We can get a lot of meaningful gifts for Christmas right now. Best-selling books like The Total Money Makeover, Baby Steps Millionaires, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, just 12 bucks each, and Questions for Humans Conversations cards from my friend Dr. John Deloney, as low as 10 bucks right now. And the Christmas edition is back That one sells out quick. You'll also notice a whole bunch of new stuff. Our friend Jade Warshaw launched a new quick read this week called Money's Not a Math Problem. Rachel Cruz has a great new kids book out, beautifully illustrated, called I'm Glad for What I Have. 
We've got the 2024 Ramsey Gold Planner. And of course, my new book, Breaking Free from Broke, is now on pre-sale. And uh, the support has been overwhelming. So thank you to all of you who have pre-ordered that book and have uh, made your shopping list a little easier with the RamseySolutions.com slash store. Getting meaningful gifts, John. That's what it's all about. You know, I don't know what you buy for Christmas. Are you getting your kids anything exciting? Dude, I'm, I have a problem. Yeah. Do you want to talk about this off air? It feels like I mean, I just, I just, I, I just love buying gifts. And so, uh, that's very kind of you. There was, there was many years when I couldn't. And so now you're, you're making up for lost time. Yeah. But it's, it's sometimes about me and not about them. And so, that's very self-aware. I told I, I I said on the show the other day. I told my son like we we were out having a meal together, and I said, "Hey, this year like we're not just getting you a bunch of junk, and I'm gonna get you a couple of 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 really important things and a this and a this." And he just smiled at me and goes, "You can't do that, Dad." And he and, like watch me. Well, he was right. He's like, "Dad, we don't need the stuff, but you can't do it." So cool. And wow. it was a good, it was good. So I called his bluff. He didn't get crap this year. Just kidding. He'll get a bunch. Take of that. Yeah. That's very kind of you. I just like buying gifts. That's very, I can't wait to see what you get me this Christmas, John. Yeah. Maybe yeah. three months of better help is in the cards for me. That'd be no, nice. I got you a razor. A scooter? No. Uh, like. Oh, for my face. For your face. I should not have been that excited about a razor scooter. You should <laughs> to be honest. Oh my goodness. All right. Let's get to the lines. Ryan awaits in Syracuse, New York. Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, guys, can you hear me? Yes. How can we help today? All right. Thanks for having me on. Very blessed to be here. Absolutely. Mr. Campbell, congrats on the new book as well. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I just wanted to get your guys' take. Uh, my wife and I just um, we're starting to get more of a budget together. Um, we download the Every Dollar app. We've been trying to get more responsible um, you know, with budgeting and everything. Um, we do have some debt that we want to try clearing up over the course of the next few years. Hopefully, um, you know, we have two kids and, you know, balancing that, you know, life and, and debt and everything. Um, I just wanted to get you guys take on it. Um, as soon as possible. Okay. Well, give us a little um, more specificity yeah. here. What's your income yeah. and how much uh, debt do you have? So, yeah. So, um, we, more specifically, the, the big things are we have a HELOC, um, unfortunately that we, did take out. Um, that's about eleven thousand eight hundred for renovations in the home, um, and we have. Um, I specifically have about one hundred and seventy thousand dollars in student loans, and my wife has about fifty thousand. Um, Bro, are you a surgeon? <laughs> no, so I am. Um, I'm a hospital pharmacist. Okay. Um, I, I actually just. Um, I did get just passport certification for to be specialized in infectious disease so i'm hoping that takes me a little farther in my career um and my wife is um she's an elementary teacher and she has her master's in in education um so the fifty thousand is her graduate uh master's and then you know i i did do quite a few years of of schooling um so i guess my question is is we've been trying to get better with budgeting our take home monthly for between her and I is about 10,500. Um, uh, so it's about 125,000 a year take home. We ran the numbers. We're wondering where the heck is all this money going? Um, because we do have a, a little bit left over, um, at the end of each month. So, um, I think right around about two, 2,300, um, to throw it the debt with bills. 
that's with um, that's what, yeah, so that's with minimum payments on the debt. Um, that's taking into account trying to pay the HELOC off a little bit earlier um, and putting a little bit extra money towards that. And then um, budgeting for, you know, anything, you know, for the kids and for us and, and all of that, just with life and, and everything. Okay. Well, your plan right now sounds like a 10-year plan to get rid of this debt, right? <laughs> yeah. That kind of sucks. Right. I want to live yeah. life more freely in the meantime. So what if you could sacrifice for like three years and be totally done with this debt? Yeah. And so then you start yeah. doing math and you go, all right, that looks weirdly like you got $231,000 in debt over three years. That's 77000 a year. You tracking? Yep. And now yep. that means every single month we need to be throwing $6,400 at this debt. That gives us a real goal. Right now you're like, we're trying to pay off some debt or I think it's going to be a little while. Let's get really tactical and go, we need $6,400 going toward debt. How do we make that happen? And for you guys, that probably looks like getting income up ASAP. That might mean okay. taking some jobs you normally wouldn't take because you're a fancy hospital pharmacist. But right now, <laughs> the extra thousand bucks a month could change our life. Okay. And it might mean we got to cut expenses down and Christmas looks different this year and we're going to pick one person to get the gift for instead of getting something for everyone, even though we're fancy teachers and pharmacists. You know what I mean? Right. There's going to be sacrifices yep. here on both sides of spending less and making more because I want to see you out of debt in three years. And I think it's possible, okay. but we're going to have to make some lifestyle changes. I want you to shoot yeah. for two and a half years. Yeah. Okay. And listen, you're. I've been where you are with my little fancy graduate degree, pulling into the parking lot with my other colleagues and their BMWs and their Lexus and their nice cars. Yep. You can either choose to yep. be free or not, man. Yep. And that means people are going to look at you in the parking lot and be like, bro, I know what you make. What are you doing? Aren't you the pharmacist? Yep. And I'm driving an old Corolla. Right. I sold my other car because my identity is not in that. My identity is in freedom. Yeah. And I'm going to work Saturdays and Sundays because you can pick up extra shifts. You can go over to Walgreens and pick up a shift there too. You can work as right. much as you want to work. It's like, yeah, but I want to, don't miss this. I don't want to miss that. Man, please get this stuff out of your life as soon as possible. Yeah. Okay. Brian, right. So you're looking at, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I want to help you out as well with the budgeting side because it sounds like you guys are starting to actually go, where is this money going? And that's a great yeah. step to take. I'm going to take it one step further and give you every dollar premium for a year to really get down to the nuts and bolts. Connect to your bank account. Use the paycheck planning tool, the financial roadmap tool. Get right. both you and your wife downloading this app, looking at it every day, tracking that two or three transactions, making a plan, going, all right, are we on track to put that 6000 towards debt this month? What do we got to do to get there? All right, we gotta, we're not going out to eat for a while. We're going to scrimp on the groceries. We're not taking that vacation. It's going to be three years, two and a half years of intensity, but you're going to have 30 years on the backside of freedom. Right. Okay. You don't sound like you like that answer. Uh, well, I know. I, I mean, I, I, I do. Um, you know, it, it does sound good. Um, we, you know, my wife and I are, are we are focused too on, on making sure that the, that our two girls are, you know, taken care of. And we, you know, we, we're, I guess it was more of, we wanted to try to find a balance between paying off the debt. You know, my, there won't be, I guess my goal was, yeah, Listen, I know, it's gotta be either one or the other. Let me tell you this. And uh, I'm saying this unequivocally, and this is neuroscience yeah. and this is physiology. And you know, this, you and I have read the same journal articles. Yeah. The greatest gift you can give your kids is not lessons in a thing. 
the greatest gift you can give your kids is not a great present or a cool trip. The greatest gift you can give your kids is a non-anxious regulated adult in their home, two of them. Yeah. And so the greatest gift you can give your kids is not attendance to every single solitary soccer game. And yeah. so for 24 and a half or uh, 24 months plus 6 more, 30 months, the kids are going to deal, man. You could dig a hole in your backyard and fill it up with mud and whipped cream, and your kids will tell that story at your funeral, more so than the trips and soccer games you think they got to have. What they need is two parents that don't know anybody anything, and their heart rates stay below 70 all the time, and they sleep all night, and they love each other, and there is peace in that home. Give them that, not balance. Thanks for the call, Ryan. Hang on the line. We're going to gift you every dollar. This is The Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney. If you enjoy this show in any capacity, which the charts tell us that you guys are liking what you hear, you love hearing these stories from the callers, the inspiration, sometimes, you know, the tough love, Please consider liking the show, consider subscribing, leave us a review wherever you're listening, hit the follow button, share it with a friend, text the family group chat, and let people know, hey, I'm into the show, I think you would like it too. And you never know how that could get someone started on their journey to wellness, whether it's financial, relational, or career-related. Thanks for doing that. Richard joins us up next in Buffalo, New York. Richard, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks uh, for taking my question. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. How can John and I help? Uh, so I'm a 24-year-old former uh, children's pastor. I had to uh, resign under duress. Uh, I'm going through a divorce right now. Mm-hmm. I have you know, $42,000 uh, in debt between student loans and maxed out credit card debt. And I just need to know, want to know uh, if it's possible to get out of this hole. Of course it's possible. What happened? Um, so at the, at the job, uh, due to my wife's mental health, she, she was struggling with bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder. Um, and uh, there was an incident uh, allegedly where I was physically pushed in a private meeting. Um, and so I had to, to take off. Um, and then uh, a lot of the debt, I can't say all of it. I wish I could. Uh, the credit card debt was a lot of, um, you know, medical, medical debt, you know, just trying to survive, uh, at a 26 K salary. So, 
it wasn't a whole lot to work with. Um, but uh, she requested the divorce uh, shortly thereafter. Uh, and so now I'm back home trying to figure things out, trying to rebuild my life. Gotcha. Well, I hate that you went through all that. Um, I can assure you there's light on the other side of this, okay? Mm. And um, that. <laughs> uh, you could go work at McDonald's and make more than $26,000 right now. So <laughs> this is not yeah. a, this is not an economic issue. I think you're going to have to be wrestling with the identity part because in your head, you are a quote-unquote pastor. And mm. you are a quote-unquote ch- childhood expert. And you are a quote-unquote married. And now you're none of those things. Yeah. And so I think the moment... The first time we think we've got this identity wrapped up, and especially when it's a job title, um, and the first time it gets ripped away from us or we get opportunity to do something else, it's unmooring, right? It feels like the ground mm-hmm. just just melted away out from under us and we're falling, right? You're not. What I want to challenge you yeah. on, Joe's going to walk, I mean, uh, George's going to walk you through the, the, the financial part of this, but here's what I want to challenge you. Go do something tomorrow, okay? Mm. The challenge is for you not to sit at home and wallow. Another yeah. jo- another job will come, whether that's a pastor's job, whether that's working with kids. Um, you can go be a school teacher and double your salary tomorrow, right? You can get a job starting <laughs> in the second semester. Yeah. You may say, I never want to see another kid again as long as I live. What, who knows? But I want you to go call it Christmas tree farm, call McDonald's, call Subway, get a job tomorrow, Okay. Yeah. Start getting some income in your home and start having a thing that you need to go do and work towards. Do not, don't, quote unquote, follow your passion. Mm. You, you need a job. Yeah. Okay. Let's start loving people, taking care of them wherever you happen to be because that's who you are. And then in the process, we'll heal from this divorce. We'll heal from this the things that were said, if you were in the home with somebody with bipolar disorder or with unmanaged borderline personality disorder, you've been through hell and back, right? Yeah. 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 I, um, yeah. And then your church turns on you and that feels unmooring because they have the, you know, the whole thing, man, it's a mess. You're going to have to grieve this for a season, but also you got to go to work. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk money, Richard. You're living with your parents right now. Is that right? Yes, yes, I am. Rent-free because my mom is the best. <laughs> Wonderful. God bless moms. So what are your expenses? Have you actually looked at what it takes to run Richard's life right now per month? <laughs> yes, uh, yes, I have. What um, does that amount to? And so, uh, you know, thankfully my my salary kind of limited my poor decisions. Uh, so at the bare minimum... There's silver lining. <laughs> not always, not always, Richard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I honestly I'm I'm thankful for it cuz if I if I had more money, I probably would have been in this exact spot, but way worse. Uh so uh with everything and it's it's uh I have a car payment, uh my minimum credit card payment is uh 365, you know, AAA, my phone. Um and I'm trying to DoorDash on the side once I get, you know, I'm hoping to get a little more minimum wage, but it takes about uh 1500 a month at the bare minimum if I'm just paying minimum payments to, to run my life. Even without the rent. So 1500 is the number we're aiming at just to kind of cover your bases. Uh, that, yeah, that would be like, I would be netting like zero. Got it. Um, yeah. So beyond that, if we can make more than that, that can all go towards paying extra on our smallest debt. Yes. Do you have any money in the bank right now? <laughs> 
Uh, That's not no. the reaction you want to hear. <laughs> Laughter. Okay. He so made you, twenty-six grand, George. Yeah. Well, that helps me just go. All right, our A one is getting a thousand dollar starter emergency fund. So before we start tackling the debt, just keep the minimum payments going. When you get that job tomorrow, your A one build a thousand dollars. That's it. Okay. After okay. that, debt snowball. Smallest to largest debts in order. We're going to attack the little one with a vengeance. Make small. Make minimum payments on the rest. And uh, you can do this. This is a fixable problem because you're about to get a raise. No matter what job you get, you just got a raise. <laughs> so that's the good news. And yes. if you can make, let's say, 40, 50 grand working a few jobs over the next 12 months, mm -hmm. could you put 20K at this debt in a year? Yeah. I mean, I... I you know, I don't. I don't see any reason why not. I, I've been crunching the numbers. I can tell um, you why. I can tell you why. Ego. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I want to move out of my parents' house. Because I want to be a minister and not be able to eat. But that's what I want to do. And it's going to be ego. Ego. Yeah. If you sit down with your mom tonight and say, "Mom, I want to make a twelve-month commitment to you. I got to get this stuff paid off." Uh, you're not going to yeah. see me much. You might see remnants of me coming and going like a ghost, but I'm going to work seven <laughs> jobs. I have to be done with this madness. When yeah. you're 25, you're going to stand six inches taller than you do right now. Because mm. you, you hit the nail on the head. I, I thought I was just going to get financial advice, but you're preaching to me. <laughs> no, dude, because dude, this isn't. That, that, you knew the math was bad. You made 26 grand a year. That's what my son yeah. makes cleaning horse stalls in the woods. Not really. It doesn't make anywhere close to that. But good God, twenty six grand in New York. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> I, I did get housing at the time, so that helped. Uh, but I have, but yeah. I have, golly, the thought that just came in my head. I'm glad I didn't say because they would have been diving for the dump button back there, and it would have got me canceled. That is what people use sometimes to give people unlivable wages. It's yeah. cruel. Okay, and. You're a good man, and you're young, and you wanted to get in, your foot in the door, and partridge in a pear tree, yada, yada, yada. Go get several jobs. What's the car loan? What's left on that? I, I got it last year um, when I got into, like, a head-on collision. Uh, so it's um, the monthly payment is um, four fifty. dollars What's the, the total loan? Uh, it is 18000 that is a lot of car. Even for a guy who yeah. was making 26, is the car worth 18 still? Thankfully, yes. Yes, it is. It's only got like 40,000 miles on it. Is that um, part of your 42K in debt? Or is that extra on top of the student loans and the credit cards that are maxed out? That would be that would be extra, actually, yeah. Cool. I think this car needs to go, my it's man. It's gone this weekend. Can you borrow mom's car to get to and from work? Um, Her cars are in really bad shape. She's Not as bad as your financial her. shape. Oh. Yeah, that, is, that is true. That is true. And it, it's, it's the thing that I'm worried about, and this is, I think, because I've been talking to my friends, and they all say the same thing, but I, I think a, an expert opinion will put me at ease. What I'm worried about is selling the car and getting, because uh, like, I don't mind what I drive. I really don't care. I'll drive a, a can with wheels. What are you worried I, about, I, Richard? I, Go. We're up to the clock. One I'm word. About if I if I get a 100k mile car, that oh I'm my get over yourself, homies. My truck has 200,000 with a two, and it's awesome. It's not that awesome actually at all, but it works. Richard, you know what to do, man. Sell this car you this weekend. You gotta stop making excuses and just move forward with your life. Thanks for the call. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books.
Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Campbell, joined by my good friend, Dr. John Deloney, and we are here for you, America, to give you a little bit of hope in a world that feels a little hopeless, to give you a little bit of peace in a world that feels chaotic, whether that's with your money, your relationships, your mental health, you name it. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Caleb kicks us off in Indianapolis. Caleb, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hi, thank you for having me. Sure. Um, so uh, back uh, last uh, end of 2022, um, I went uh, through a divorce. And following up that divorce, I got into the gambling addiction. Um, got into it pretty bad. I got uh, kept it a secret from family, friends, and and everybody. And um, fast forward to about February after I sold the house and stuff, I uh, reached out to my parents and uh, let them know that my situation, um, I came clean with my debt and, and told them the amount that I had and all that. And they got me onto this program called uh, Green Path Financial, which is like a debt consolidation. They consolidate with your creditors oh, and they try to lower the interest rates on, um, on your loans. So I, I went on that program for about 10 months now and um, I finished my college. Uh, fortunately with my last marriage, I did get free tuition with my uh, degree. So I do not have any student loan payments. Um, I got a new job down here in Indianapolis. I moved three hours south of my own, even with this debt. Um, got a quite a bit of uh, pay raise. So even budgeting, I thought I would uh, be able to tackle this on my own. And unfortunately, you know, few weeks ago, I um, got right back into the gambling addiction again, and I'm uh, finally reached out to my parents, and I also have a girlfriend now, five months, and I've lied to her for five months about um, my current situation and and not telling her about the gambling, and at first, I told her it was only like $6,000, and then I came clean two weeks later and said, no, it's really like $20,000, and then I really wasn't being honest, and I finally told her a few days ago that it was a amount of $35,000. And she's very hurt by it. I'm hurt by it. My family's hurt by it. So um, I had to reach out to the hotline uh, to seek help for myself um, and, and try talking to a therapist about it. And I guess, you know, I'm trying to move forward. I'm kind of behind on things. I'm, try- I'm just trying to get back on my feet, you know, and, and most of my support is, you know, three hours away. So as far as I go, I'm not sure what to do moving forward or what suggestions you guys may have. Did you keep your job, man? Yes, I okay. still have my job. Are you still going every day? Yep. Okay. Um, are you ready to be done? Oh, I'm done. <laughs> I know, yeah, but you said that last time. Are you ready, ready to be me. done? I'm ready to be done. Okay. What steps did you take in order to be done? Uh, I called the hotline and I and I told them I need help. What kind know, of gambling was this? Uh, online. Yeah. Uh, Blackjack. Have you disconnected um, your your internet from your home? No, that's all tied into my uh, rent. It's, it used to be separate, but now it's not. Have you got rid of a computer so you have no access? I don't have a computer. It can be done on the mobile phone. I know. I was going to get to your mobile phone next, but here's what I'm saying. You've destroyed your life once. You've done it again. And until you get really serious about it, and take away access and not just the hotline is great. It's really important, but you need to go to a meeting tomorrow. 
Or if you right, can find yeah, a GA meeting uh, tonight, go tonight. Okay. Because you got you got nobody in your corner, man, and um, it doesn't map right on top of it. But I like the idea. Doesn't work a dollar for dollar, if you will. But the idea that addiction is often connection related or disconnection related. You got nobody. Right. Right. And the person you did have is now very disconnected from you because you didn't tell the truth. Right. Right. And she's still sitting by my side right now. I know she I'm, did. I know I'm she shocked. did. But there's a I'm gap shocked. between you and you know that. You can right. feel it. Right. But here's the deal. When I ask you if you're all in, if you're ready, you got to be all in. And if that means getting a flip phone for a while and not having internet access, great. If that means for a season, um, I've deleted every app off my phone and my wife has a mirror app or my girlfriend has a mirror app or whoever my accountability partner is, great. And I'm going to go to a meeting at 6 a.m. I'm going to go to another one at 7 p.m. Do you have time for that? Nope. But you don't have time to keep drowning either. Right. And she's in the opposite situation as me. She's, you know, what, 300 plus thousand in net worth. And, Great. And we're not, we're not having, very frugal. we're not playing comparison game. <laughs> we're trying to survive. Right. Because that comparison game for somebody in your situation is a shame factory. You don't need that right now. You got enough shame as it is. Right. You need to sit in a room with other men and women who are in the same pocket of hell that you're in and feel them go, yeah, me too, man. Right. That's it. And if you don't take it this seriously, you're going to be right back in the same situation. Your girlfriend's going to leave and you're going to owe $65,000 instead of $35,000. Correct. Online sports gambling is a cancer in our country and you got it. Correct. Is there more debt, Caleb? No, that that is me coming clean. That is everything. What do you what do you make in your job? Uh, about seventy thousand a year. Okay. And what is this thirty five thousand dollars in debt made up of? Uh, just a combination of credit cards. Have you cut up all of your credit cards? Because that's one of the reasons you keep going yeah, back here. All the accounts are closed. Okay. I have no access to any of the accounts. That was part of the agreement when I joined the debt consolidation program. So is this uh, all one giant debt now that you're working on? Correct. Okay. What's the interest rate on this? Um, they vary between 3% up to 9%. They um, have one card that's at 9%, but they said once 18 months of payments have been completed, they would drop it to zero. So, Okay. Well, I want you to attack this aggressively regardless of the interest rate. You've got one mountain to climb, and that's this $35,000 debt. You make seventy k. Can you work on top of that? Yes. Because if we can get any extra income, we can get rid of this debt within 18 months. Is that fair? Do you have any money right now anywhere else that you could liquidate or sell stuff? Uh, That was the question I was going to ask. I have a 70 Camaro that my uh, dad and I did 10 years ago. It's in his name now, but he's giving it to me to get to my kid someday in the future, but he says, no, you're not selling it. So what's your thoughts on that? Because he wanted me to ask too. I probably wouldn't sell it. I mean, right now what you're trying to do is you're trying to get Band-Aids over cancer. Can't do that. Correct. I'd you rather see the behavior change work. here. Yeah. When you feel that with your future income and you see all that money disappearing towards lenders, it's going to be a stark reminder of why you're never going to get back here again. What do you do for a living, brother? I'm a senior system administrator. Cool. So I'm you can drive in the morning and you can do your job in the during the day, and then in the evening you can drive again, or you can go throw boxes at a Walmart until 11 p.m. Gotcha. If you're working like mad, A, you don't have time to be on your phone gambling. 
And two, you cannot do this by yourself. You have to get a group that meets in person and you'll sit around a circle and look at each other and be honest, period. You can get out of this in 18 months, probably quicker than that if you want to work and if you want to be committed to getting well. Um, hang on the line. We're going to send you Building a Non-Anxious Life, my new book. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen, and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the Internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. We've got a special show coming up in December here. In a few weeks, we're going to be doing the giving edition of The Ramsey Show. It's one of our favorites of the year, and we want to hear stories from you guys about how you have given generously this season. Maybe you've tipped a waitress 100 bucks. you bought Thanksgiving dinner for a family who couldn't afford it. Maybe you blessed someone in need by giving them a car. Who knows? Maybe you were on the receiving end of all this, and you had your life changed by someone who gave generously to you. We want to hear those stories. Here's what you need to do. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash ask and put giving in the subject line. It's coming up on December 18th. So start sending in your stories of giving today and let's celebrate living like no one else so you can give like no one else. RamseySolutions.com slash ask. Sam is up next in San Francisco. Sam, what's going on? Hi, happy Friday and Merry Christmas. You um, as well. My question is my question, my question is regarding my disability insurance. Um, I have own occupation disability, which made sense when I was single. When I finished all my training, I had four hundred and fifty eight thousand dollars in student loans. Um, I've been paying I was paying about three thousand a month on them. I'm recently married. Um, we've combined bank accounts and come in debt. We're in baby step two. On the one hand, it's only been a few months, and I'm just really frustrated with what I feel is our lack of progress, which probably isn't as bad as I think it is. But I'd like to redirect that 450 a month to the debt. On the other hand, um, I feel like it's irresponsible to cancel it because if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, um, my student loan companies won't care. My loans are the bulk of our debt, and we would definitely struggle struggle on one income. But if, if so, you die, your he, student loans die with you, don't they? Yeah, but if I'm just disabled, they don't. Okay. So if I lose a limb, um, okay. so I don't know. If, should I cancel it? Should What's I it costing it right now? Or out of? Pardon me. What's it cost right now? It's like around four fifty a month, but it goes up every year. It's four hundred and fifty dollars a month. Yes. Is this short term or long term? No. It's long term. That it's feels long-term. real high for long term. Mine is like twelve. Yeah. Twelve bucks. Yeah. Mine's well, mine's own occupation, so it's specific for specialized. What do you What do you do? Yeah, I'm a surgeon. Mm, that explains it. Uh, well, there, mm-hmm. there's a reason it's higher, and that's because there's a higher chance 
that it could happen in your occupation and there's a bigger income to cover as well. What do you make? Um, it's highly variable because um, I'm pure commission right now. I'm probably bringing in around 12000 a month after taxes. Okay. Um, but I'm actually also about to, in the next couple months, I'm leaving my job and starting my own practice, which will give me a huge hit. And so I'm also looking at how that's going to impact our budget and where that like 450 mm. goes. Have you reshopped um, this insurance in a while with an I independent broker? I would at least do that to make sure you're getting a, uh, the best deal possible for a great coverage. What is it? How much does it cover as far as your salary? What so percentage? It's actually two policies. One of them is like up until 65 and then one of them is lifetime. And when I, I kind of did reshop it, like right before I finished all my training and he said, keep the lifetime because they don't offer that anymore. So I think the lifetime is 1500 and then the other one is 2,500. So it's a total of 4,000 a month. Um, and then, like, 1500 of that is good for lifetime, and the rest would drop off at 65 I don't know that you'll need the lifetime one. I know, one. but it covers, it covers my minimum payment. So. But if you're retired at 65 you're not going to need that anymore. Yeah. True. So I, I know it, they may not do it anymore, but I also think it's also not super helpful. So if you want to cut down the cost, I would cut that one, and I would also reshop it with an independent broker. But no, I would not cut this out of your life to get out of debt faster. Uh, okay. insurance is too important, especially in your field mm-hmm. and disability. Long-term disability is one of those that we recommend for everyone. And uh, Ramsey thankfully covers that for, for our team. But because of your occupation, I know it's pricier and it stinks to pay that out, but it also stinks to pay my auto insurance and my life insurance and my health insurance. But goodness, <laughs> we're glad we have it when life hits the fan. What kind of, what kind of surgeon yeah, are you? Yeah, yeah. Pardon me? What kind of surgeon are you? Um, plastic. Okay. Um, I know I'm underpaid. That's why I'm starting my own. I was going to say, my goodness. I know. And you do elective plastics, but you also do reconstructive plastics. And so you, more than anybody, know life happens to people. Yeah, I know. I actually do mostly, mostly reconstructive. But, But so I'm saying, like, if anybody knows, like, I should probably keep this insurance, it's you. Because it's yeah. easy for the average yeah. person to go through life and be like, I'm not going to get in a car wreck. I'm not going to fall off a bike. I'm not going to get bit by a whatever. And you, that's all you do every day. You know. Yeah. No. Yeah. But True. I can't. True. I can't wrap my head around. I mean, that's that's not even that's not halfway to Genprac money these days. I know. I know. It's uh you know, there there was a lot going, like it's, and it's even now, like I'm not going grateful, seeing that it's scary, it's scary to go on your own, at least like I'm married now, my husband's incredibly supportive, and so I like somebody to like support me, but it's, it's terrifying, and I've been putting it off for a good five years. Is mm-hmm. there another, is there another group you can go work with? Nah. Mm-hmm. nah not for what I do. My it's goodness, it, okay. It's not going to get any better, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I trust you because this is your field. I'm stunned at how. Yeah, no, I looked into it. Actually, I looked into. I did a lot. Um, I, I did a lot of, you know, kind of read the entree leadership book and spent like a really, really long time like exploring two different options. It's like months, and finally, I just kind of a bunch of things lined up, and I think there was also a huge component. You know, I always felt like God would tell me when it was time to go, and He just like just a million things lined up, and it was loud and clear, and He was like, "It's time." So. So, so help me through the specialty know, have, things, the stuff real quick, because 
I've got friends that are nurse practitioners that make that. How hard is it to <laughs> pause being dramatically underpaid for what you're doing and go over to another another vertical in medicine? Very incredible. It's impossible. You you have to redo a residency. Okay, all right. Or a fellowship. So I'm actually resident. I'm actually like I'm. I've done residency. I've done a fellowship. I've done. That's why I've got such like. That's why my loans are so high. Because actually, I didn't. I finished my school with under with under four hundred, but then like interest occurred because that was kind of for for planning on my part. So that's why I end up with four fifty eight because I deferred for for uh, quite a bit of time. So what's the total debt load you guys have? Um, it is currently four hundred and sixty-three thousand. Oh my goodness! Is that include a mortgage, or is that all the? Nope. That's all the consumer stuff from school. That's it's my. You got cars in there. His one loan. We have one car, and we just paid off his um his car. We have his daughter's car. We paid off his car this week. So, um, and then there's a little bit of um, a little bit of IRS in there. Okay. Well, with your current take-home pay, this is going to take a lifetime. And so, yeah. to John's point, we have to dramatically increase the income. That's the problem right now. we got a huge hole. We have a, a decent shovel, but not compared to the hole. So, that's going to be your key out of here. And canceling the insurance to make a few extra hundred bucks is not going to be the ticket out either. Mm-hmm. So, but okay. I, I'd keep looking in the, in the couch cushions of your budget to see where else you can cut to make some meaningful impact. But the income is where you're going to be able to knock this debt out in the next you know, four or five years. If you can start throwing, you know, 70, 80 grand of your take-home pay at this debt, it's a different equation. What's your husband do? He's in sales. Does he have an opportunity to significantly increase his salary? Um, yes. Yeah, and he's been working on that. He's actually very good at what he does. So, yeah. again, like his, because he's in sales, his, result, his income is also incredibly variable. So, it's the, the budgeting thing has been... It's also the first time I've ever done the budget. So. Yeah, we can tell. <laughs> we can tell. Well, you guys are also in the Bay Area, which not helping. Yes, we are. Yeah. What's what's mm-hmm. your mortgage or rent? Mm-hmm. Twenty nine hundred. Okay, that's reasonable. I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. It's actually, but. it's actually no, it's actually like stupidly low, and that's actually one of the issues. Is that I'm actually it's complicated, but we're we're gonna have to move because it's just not as sustainable. Like I I moved into his bachelor pad, so it's gonna have to go up but well there's a whole lot that's unsustainable right now and half a million dollars of debt is a bigger problem than moving into the bachelor pad so i wish you the best in increasing this income and getting rid of half a million dollars in debt our friend jade warshaw did it if you need some inspiration and motivation check out her book money's not a math problem that puts this segment in the books we'll be right back I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. This is The Ramsey Show. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Today's question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. When you want to repair, maintain, or improve your home, stop wasting time scrolling through pages and pages of providers. Neighborly is all you need to remember for a nationwide network of local home service professionals. Visit neighborly.com slash Ramsey to find reliable help near you. Today's question comes from Jim in Ohio. Jim asks, my wife and I decided not to use credit cards prior to marriage. She decided to use one of her cards behind my back and is now $6,000 in debt. She has $6,000 in savings from a settlement to pay it off, but will not. Your thoughts? 
My thoughts, Jim, are that this is not about using money X to pay off debt Y. This is about you and your wife had a set of values and your wife lied to your face. This is not about using settlement X to pay off debt Y. This is about your wife committing financial infidelity. She cheated on you. Y'all agreed we're not going to do this. She did. That's what you'll have to deal with. Because you deal with that issue, then the what do we do next is anything. If somebody cheats on their spouse and er, er, like with another romantic partner and they choose to stay together, the question is often like, what do we do now? We're going to do anything it takes, everything it takes. You'll just have to have the harder conversation, which is your marriage is in a lot of trouble. Mm. And this is one of the reasons, John, that we recommend people combine bank accounts, have total visibility and communication when it comes to money. Because my guess is they never really combine finances. She's doing her thing over here. Well, she has this 6K in settlement. She has this debt. She won't pay it off. We need to have an hour discussion, a we discussion, where we go, we have 6000 in savings. We now have $6,000 in debt. How are we going to solve this, and how do we prevent this from ever happening again? And if she says, no, 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 I have $6,000, your Ooh. marriage is in trouble. Period. Yep. And I know the internets don't like that. And I know the modern day marriage is stupid. It's an old archaic relic. It's you're you're look around. Look around at our culture. You're yeah, you're showing us. Great job, guys. Mm. It is critically important and you gotta be all in. If both of you aren't all in, well then the whole thing caves in on itself. Part of being all in is saying our money, our debt, our home, not my check goes in my account to pay my bills. Well, then you're glorified roommates, and ugh, you did that in college. With Nobody that dude wants that to go bathe. back to that. Yeah, why? Disgusting. Why? Well, sorry you're dealing with that, Jim, but uh, it sounds like it's a good opportunity to reset this marriage and go, we're going to go differently forward and communicate differently. We're going to have a different set of values, and we're going to freeze our credit bureau account so that we can't go into debt if we wanted to. Put some process in place and figure out what was at the root of her going into debt behind your back. That's the real issue at hand here. All right, let's get to the phones. Marie is in Jacksonville. Marie, what's going on? Hey, um, so I just, out of the blue, was laid off. Um, no. I'm very, oh, I know. I am a um, big every dollar user, have been for a while. I try to see very regimented. I am still only on Baby Step 2. Um, but I'm really struggling with making my budget now. I, I'm not quite sure what to do and it's not, I'm, I'm definitely trying to get a job. I'm definitely working on it. Um, and I guess the biggest question that I have is I did kind of veer off from the plan a little bit because I, I didn't feel secure with a thousand dollars as my buffer. So I actually have $5,000 as a buffer. Okay. So, I, I don't know my comfort level with letting go of that 5000 Marie, you're unemployed. I, <laughs> I don't know if it's about being comfortable. It's about surviving. Yeah. How much debt do you have? Um, I am, I know this is going to sound funny, but I'm down to um, 15 in like loans and credit cards and about 110 on my mortgage. Okay, so mortgage aside, you have we have fifteen thousand dollars of debt to clean up before we can move on to baby step three and four and five and all of that. Right. Okay. And how much were you? What were you making before you got laid off? I was around. I was going to take home. I was taking home about 
just under 6000 a month. Nice. What were you doing? Um, running a charter school. That's a big job. How'd yeah. you, why'd you get laid off? Um, really, it was a personality conflict with my boss and I. I, um, I had no write-ups, no warnings, no bad performance reviews, nothing. It was just, I know you don't want to work here, and I don't want you to work here either, so goodbye. Wow. But So the other side of that is there are a few industries starving for educators more than the education profession, right? Can you mm-hmm. have a job by January heading into another school? Even if it's not your ideal job, I don't want this job, but it's a job and you're going to do a great job. Yeah. And that's what I'm working on. I actually am hoping to get one that will start at the end of January. Okay. Um, that's a bigger, like more of a career thing, but um, I am looking at like temporary holdover, like, you know, seasonal anything. But I also want you at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I mean like you need a job, right? Yeah. You need a job. And I think I think it's easy to be like, I'm an educator, I'm an administrator, this is what I do. I'm I'm a headmaster. Well, you're like <laughs> you gotta get a job, right? We need some money. Right, money. right. So in the meantime, let's pick up some of the holiday retail hospitality shifts so that you can keep your, your home afloat. What are your monthly expenses right now? Um, monthly expenses, I am, oh gosh, it's pretty heavy, but I've already gone through, um, I'm actually like looking at my every dollar right now on my computer, but, um, I would say that I've got, I mean, I've gone through and reduced everything that I could possibly do. I've reached out to like my cell phone company and they actually gave me a credit for a month. Um, I've reached out to my son's daycare and they're helping me out. I've reached out to my auto insurance, adjusted a little bit of the rates, but not the property damage because I can't let go of at least having enough to cover a car. If God forbid there's an accident, but I've reduced that to bring down my, um, insurance payment by about a hundred dollars a month. So are we talking um, four thousand a month would run the house? What's the number now and, that you've reduced yeah, it about, all? I would say about four thousand. Okay. Well, even with this uh, over-indexed starter emergency fund, you're only going to last a mm-hmm. month here. Yeah. And so that scares me on top of, are you a single mom? Yes, I am. Okay. That scares me even more. And so we need to get a job, probably two or three ASAP, in order to keep the lights on, keep them at daycare so you can be at work for 50, 60 hours a week until we get back yeah. to that dream job or that job job in your profession back to making six grand a month take home because then this Mm -hmm. debt's going to be paid off soon it's not really a debt problem here Uh, so as far as budget right now it is four walls it's food utilities shelter transportation insurance that is it everything else you can survive without for a month or two or three right so um, i think you're going i should take it out of that emergency fund though you well, don't have another option. Yeah, right now yeah. this is it. I would try to not touch that. And I would go get a job and try to create $4,000 of income in the next 30 days right. to cover this. Um, but in the meantime, if you absolutely need to, yes, dip into the emergency fund. The key is don't go further into debt compounding the problem. How old are your kids? Right. Five. Just five. We've. I don't recommend any of these things I'm saying. I'm just saying some of the creative things that we've seen on the show where – People will put their five-year-old, and I made that number up, but put their young child in the backseat of a car, and they'll listen to books on CDs 
or through like Audible or something like that, they will sing and they will deliver food because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what they have to do. And yeah. this is not how you drew this up, but this is where you find yourself. My fear for you is it sounds like, um, yeah, it was time. This hurts and this stings and it's the freaking holidays. This is not the moment for the mom of a five-year-old to not have a job. I mean, it's hard, right? It's scary. I don't want that to turn into inertia and turn into, well, I'm going to find this fancy job. Go get a couple of jobs right now. And and it's just ego has got to go out the doors. It's about survival for the next 60 days, 90 days. The other job will come. And Marie, hang on the line. I'm going to take one less expense out of your life. We're going to pay for one year of every dollar premium so that you can get on a plan and get through this season. Thanks for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. It's the last call for our two-night virtual event, Dave Ramsey's Investing Essentials. It's set for May 21 and 22, and you do not want to miss this. I'll unpack my personal playbook on investing and real estate and show you how you can feel confident in your investments, too. Tickets are $199. Snag a VIP ticket, and you'll get two sessions with a Ramsey Preferred Coach. You can join from anywhere. Go to RamseySolutions.com events and get your ticket today. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. Here's a friendly reminder that we are located just south of Nashville, Tennessee, here at The Ramsey Solutions headquarters, and we love having guests visit us. We've got some lovely folks from all over the country, even met a nice fellow from Sweden, John. Guy's amazing. Incredible. He's amazing. And so uh, you are welcome to show up. You can watch the show live. You can get free fresh baked cookies and lattes and all of that. We've got a bookstore. There's a little museum timeline wall. We made it a a really fun experience. If you want to pop through, if you're in town for some reason or nearby, we'd love to have you during the holidays. Caitlin joins us up next in Sacramento, California. Caitlin, what's going on? Hi, George. Hi, Dr. John. Thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. Um, I just have a quick question. I am currently in baby step number two. I'm working on my debt snowball. And I have a good old Sally Mae loan that my dad co-signed on with me. And I'm just curious. My dad's been asking me about it, and I'm still trying to work through my snowball. I have a couple smaller things ahead of it. But since he's been asking me about it, he's asked me to make it a priority in paying that off. I just wanted your guys' opinion on if I should move that up in my debt snowball, knock it out, and then go back the way it's intended, or have a conversation with my dad, let him know what my estimated timeline is, and go from there. Hmm. Where does it currently fall in the debt snowball? Um, I have uh, have about two um, smaller credit cards in front of it. So Uh, when do you think you get there? Is this like six months from now? Um, yeah, I was thinking July or August, just depending on bonuses from work and things like that. And that's when you'd start on that debt? That's when I would be done with paying that debt off. Okay. I would communicate that with him and say, hey, Dad, I'm following this plan. This is a proven plan that I know is going to get me out of debt. I'm very committed to this. I commit to paying off this debt that I took out, even though you signed it. And here's, here's the date I plan on. Why is he being, why does, what, why is he being dramatic about it? Well, so he actually also follows you guys, and he did the Financial Peace University at our church when I was in high school. And um, since then, he had paid off all of his debt and then fell back into it. And so he's trying to work on his stuff while I work on mine. 
and he just wants to make sure all of his, you know, T's are crossed and I's are dotted. He's taking out his um, shame and angst on you. He made a yeah. he made a decision that he knew at the moment he was doing it was gonna get it was gonna create a rift in your relationship with him. And by the way, I put this on the parents one hundred percent of the time. You're a kid. It's not your job to manage your parents. It's your job to push up against boundaries and see if they hold. You did, and his boundaries he caved, and he co-signed, and he feels embarrassed and stupid about it. He used to teach people to never do that, and he did it. And now he's trying to make himself feel better by weighing on you. Because he has like a context, I would tell him, Dad, I'm following this plan to a T. I'll have you paid off in June or July. Yeah. And I wouldn't have any more conversation. My friend Jefferson Fisher, we talk about all the time, there is power in the pause. The person who talks last loses. This is the conversation. Ta-da. I will have you paid off in July. Gotcha. But when you say that, Caitlin, that's your word. That's your integrity on the line. And so you better have that thing paid off by July. That's going to light a fire under you to get paid off early. Shock him. It's going to be May. And you're going to be like, here, Dad, it's gone. Here's the letter. It's paid off. But right now, this is hurting the relationship. And that's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons we tell family members never to co-sign debt for other family members. It always hurts the relationship. Well, and in this particular situation, tell me if I'm wrong. I don't want to talk bad about your dad. He's on the phone, but it sounds like he is using this as a vehicle for hurting the relationship. Just It seems like there's no reason for this to hurt the relationship right now. Yeah, it wasn't ever, like, he didn't bring it up to me with any malicious intent. We have a pretty good relationship. Um, he just, you know, we, i I talked to him because I have him as a partner in this and um, I've talked to him about my debt snowball and he talks to me about his and I just um, brought up that I had this student loan still outstanding and he was, he didn't bring it up pushy or anything like that. He was just, you know, this was when we, when he signed it for me, he signed it with, you know, I graduated last um, June, June, 2022 and um, he said that, you know, it would be a priority. He would co-sign as long as it was a priority after I graduated, regardless of the student loan pause and all of that, um, because it's private. So he just said, you know, this is your priority after you graduate. And so since then, I've been working on um, following you guys, your guys' plan, the debt snowball, all of that. It's coming up. It's, you know, it's not too far away. So he was just, it was more so of like a reminder like, hey, you said this would be a priority. Oh, I think so you tell like, them absolutely it is. It's just yeah, in the right, right. order. So it's a, it's very much a priority. You want it to be priority number one. For me, it's priority number three, but it's a priority. We will get it taken care of, I promise. Yeah, that's as easy as that. Easy Thanks as that. for the call, I'm Caitlin. glad to know he's not hassling you. That doesn't sound like he's a bad guy. It sounds like he's just he had a picture of what priority meant, and you had a picture of what priority meant, and y'all just need to align that. It's good. All right, let's move on to Matt in Charlottesville, Virginia. Matt, what's going on? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. All right, so um, kind of just discovered this whole thing uh, about a couple months ago, and I've, you know, on baby step two, me and my wife um, got about $400,000 in, in debt right now. Is that consumer um, debt, or does that include your mortgage? Uh, well, we have a 
uh, home equity line of credit, um, and the rest of it's consumer debt, credit cards, cars, a boat, jet skis, just a bunch of you know stupid purchases I've made over the over the years. <laughs> All right, how can we help? All right, so um, like I said, we're on we're on baby step two. Um, I'm just trying to figure out where do I start if I if I need to you know sell a couple things that I, that we don't necessarily need but we like. Um, a lot but, of things. A lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I think everything can yeah, go at this point. Pretty much I, all of it. I think yeah. you, you stop liking them when they become a burden in your life because you can't afford the payments and you don't even get to enjoy them. You owe half a million dollars and your house is on the block. You sell everything. Yeah. I mean, so we can, you know, I can afford the payments technically, right? It's just. Don't you, care about the payments. We started doing this. Yeah, no, when we started doing this, it's just. You know, you look at that amount of debt, and you're like, "Holy!" Crap, Please tell me you doing? guys make a buttload of money. So yeah, I mean, I, I make around eighteen thousand dollars a month. Uh, my wife makes around four thousand dollars a month. So um, is that gross? So you're uh, making twenty two k gross per month. That, that's take home, yeah, after taxes. Take home, okay. Yep. Well, that helps. That's a good salary, but you're not setting the world on fire. No, exactly. Yeah, and then, like I said, I see that amount of debt. I'm like, oh crap. yeah, trucks go, boat goes, jet skis go. When you get out of debt and then you can afford these things, you can go back and buy them with cash. But you can't. I mean, you can't afford them. They're depreciating assets that are that are making you guys make too much money to be this broke. Yeah, no doubt. And you can buy them with cash later on at a discount because you're about to sell these at a discount. So you know that good and well, my friend. So how quickly, here's the thing, you can wait and keep all of your toys and you can pay off $400,000 in debt making, you know, you guys make two sixty take home. If you put 10, my guess is though, you, you have $15,000 in expenses every month. Um, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> so then you only have five or six left over to throw at the debt. You got 400, man. I mean, do simple, simple math. You're a smart guy. It's going to take forever at this rate. And that's why we're telling you, hey, if you can sell off $150,000 worth of this stuff and have two fifty to stare down and be throwing 15000 at it and be living off of five to cover your household expenses, now we start to get this ball rolling. I want to see you out of this debt in two or three years. Right. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I thought. Just, I need to get my wife fully on board with it, but yeah. Well, so the way you do that is you sit down with your wife and not like, here's the plan we're going to do. You sit down with your wife and say, I'm so scared I can't breathe. Will you go with me on an adventure for a couple of years so we can get this family to be safe? Because right now we're not safe. Thanks for the call, man. Sorry you guys are going through this, but it's a solvable problem, but it's going to take some sacrifice. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to my co-host, Dr. John Deloney, all the folks in the booth, and you, America. We'll be back before you know it. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney this hour, and it's a free call at 888-825-5225. You dial those digits and we can get you on the line and help you with whatever conundrum life has thrown at you. Maybe you just need some confirmation to take the right next step with a little more confidence. We can help you there. Veronica starts us off this hour in Sacramento. Veronica, what is happening with you? Hey, uh, a lot, a lot. I need some help. <laughs> we can do that. What's, give me some more specifics. Okay, so 
I've had a pretty crazy life, but um, I'm a young mom. I have four kids, married. Um, crazy up until now. I feel like I finally got to the point where I've I've created some stability, which is fantastic. Um, however, I have built a lot of debt, uh, <laughs> and I came up with this, or I have this opportunity to buy my home that I'm currently in. My parents had bought it with the ideal that one day when my husband and I are ready, our credit's ready, our income's ready, we can take over the mortgage, buy this house. However, my uh, parents have said, you know what, they want to buy other properties. They have a lot of stuff they want to do. They would like me to take it over within a calendar year. <sighs> now, my credit's kind of in the tanker strictly because really high credit usage. I have 100% um, payment history, um, but everything is maxed out. And I am pay all my bills on time, but I have really high interest rates on everything, and I just can't seem to get out of it. And I'm getting really concerned that I will not be able to take over this mortgage because my credit will not be up to par in time. I don't and, think your uh, credit is the issue here. I think the issue is that you're broke and you're not ready to be a homeowner. And this opportunity is really just a curse in disguise. Okay. Or so think, think, house, think about this opportunity as a light on your dashboard telling you that you're out of gas. Yeah. The issue is your car's out of gas, not that there's a light on. So the current, I mean, I'm going to give you a little bit of backing on the, on the house. The current mortgage value is at 400000 and it's currently valued at about 630000 My father's willing to give this to me, I guess, and correct me if I'm incorrect, but there's some way to sell to your child that you can sell at their current mortgage value. I don't know. There's a whole thing he wants to do. And pretty much give me this, you know, 200 grand in equity. He is and saddling you with $400,000 of debt. Right. So you, Hold on, stop. You make a substantial amount of money. I need to figure out how to pay off all of my debt so that I can clear my slate and be able to take over this mortgage. I pay the mortgage now uh, plus some. So are they giving you a discounted uh, rent? No, no. The mortgage is about 2,600 and I pay 3,000. Hey Veronica, okay. how, how much do you make? Um, I'm well, our whole household is about 190,000 a year. Okay. So you're with that number. You just proved my point, George's point, Dave Ramsey's point, all of our point. Money is very rarely a math problem. Yeah. It's a psychology problem. And so, yes, you would be getting $200,000 in instant equity. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. because you cannot control your spending. Actually, you can. You've chosen not to control your spending. Yeah. Well, I feel like I've really, really had... <laughs> It's hard to explain without being able to explain to your whole past, my whole past, but I, I know you don't have time. But I've gotten to the point in the last couple of years where I feel like I've reached a different point of maturity where I'm like, okay, I, I need to, you know, get my stuff together. I need to get my spending under control. Have which you? Which admittedly, yeah, yeah, this last year, actually, I've paid off roughly $20,000 just this last year. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so, but now there's, there's this time constraint, and I'm getting really worried because I don't want to lose my house. How and, much do you uh, owe? 
I in total debt. All of your debt outside of outside, well, you don't have a mortgage. So how much? All your debts. Right, all of my debt, including student loans and medical bills, it's about a hundred thousand. Okay, you make a hundred ninety thousand dollars. Yeah. What's your mortgage? So the rent that we're paying my father is three thousand. The actual mortgage itself is twenty six hundred. All right, so that's one ninety minus thirty six. What's your what's your, uh da, 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 da. you could pay it off in a year or get pretty close. Yeah, so I just need to work that out because my living expenses beyond my mortgage is is roughly nine thousand dollars. Or besides my rent, it's nine thousand dollars. How? <laughs> because I have um, I have four kids, so groceries each each week is like six hundred dollars just the groceries by itself. And um, we have a I long have, ways to go to nine thousand. As yeah, well as twenty four hundred dollars so, a month in groceries. Yeah. So hold on, I have this all written down right here. Oh, so my total current expenses with all of my debt is roughly twelve thousand five hundred dollars, minus the mortgage puts us at what ninety five. And so, considering that I have the twenty four hundred. In groceries, I have our phone bill, my electricity, my PG&E bill. Just the other month was like eight hundred dollars, and because they've raised the rates consistently. So, so you're, um, what you're my, telling us, your life is really expensive. And I want to yeah. remind you, being a homeowner is even more expensive than being a renter. And you guys don't have any money. And so here's the peaceful way to do this: you go to your your mm-hmm. parents and say, "Hey, thank you for this opportunity, but right now." We can't afford it. We have a goal to pay off all of this debt. Then we need to have a six-month emergency fund. Then we need to save up a down payment so that we can become homeowners the right way. And that might mean you guys have to go find somewhere else to rent if they're going to need to sell this place because they need the money. But that's the decision that they need to make. Yeah, that's just harder because $3,000, I'm not going to be able to get a house here for that. I'm in Veronica, you you want A plus B? to equal 432. Right. The only path forward for you is to own reality. Choose reality. You choose a life, and I'm, I'm using that word intentionally, and I know it's inflammatory, but I'm doing it on purpose. You're choosing a life right, that right. costs $9,500 a month, not including your house, period. Right. That's a choice you make. End well, of story. Yeah, that's all the debt that I've built included. Yeah, I'm I know, I know. To figure out how to get rid of. But some of it starts with trying to find every way to cut our grocery bill in every way. We're just not going to eat organics. We're not going to do this. We are not eating out for one calendar freaking year. The only way George and I hear people get out of debt like this is when they go scorched earth and you're trying to, well, you know, kind of, you can't, you will stay in the same mess, same exact mess. You make way too much money to not be able to afford this house right now. And you're not willing, it doesn't sound like on the phone, to say enough is enough is enough. I'm pouring all the alcohol out. I'm never going to a bar again. I'm sober starting now. You don't want to do that. You want it to be like, well, you know, I kind of like that. You got to you gotta choose one or the other. One or the other. Hang on the line, Veronica. I'm going to send you one year of Financial Peace University to show you guys that proven plan. Listen, your grad just spent roughly 4,320 hours in class, and we're guessing that nobody taught them how to win with money. But you can still set them up to win 
with gifts like the Total Money Makeover, Breaking Free from Broke, or Ken Coleman's Find the Work You're Wired to Do, which includes the Get Clear Career Assessment. And listen, these gifts could change the trajectory of their lives. And if it helps them earn, spend, save, or invest money the right way, you'll find it at RamseySolutions.com slash store. That's RamseySolutions.com slash store. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined here by my good friend, Dr. John Deloney. It's a free call at 888-825-5225. Melanie is up next in Philadelphia. Let's see what Melanie has to say. What's going on? Hey, guys. Thank you so much for taking my call. It's nice to talk to both of you. You as well. Um, thank you. Uh, so first, let me just start off. Uh, my husband and I, this is the first time that we're doing a budget. Uh, we just finished FPU. Awesome. Um, the baby step two. Yeah, excited about that. Welcome um, to the gang. Yeah, yeah, we're excited about it. Um, I'm, I love Christmas time. It's my favorite time of the year. Um, always go all out, do all the stops. I've also put myself in debt because of Christmas in the past. Um, but this year, I guess it's because of the first time we're actually doing a budget. I feel really constrained this Christmas season. I, I don't have the same like angst that I've had in the past. With, I haven't even put up my tree yet, which is odd for me because we always do it right after Thanksgiving. And I just can't get myself to just be in the spirit this year. And I, I feel like it has to do with the fact that we're budgeting and I'm not just doing the whole free-for-all Christmas thing. And I have, like, super anxiety this year. And I am just – I'm kind of struggling with what to kind of do with that. Where do you – where do you think the anxiety is coming from? Is it, is no, it from I, you I, want to do it right? I have anxiety anyway, you okay. know, but I just – this season, I'm just like, I can't get myself into the spirit this year. And, and I'm looking at the budget. We have a budget set aside for Christmas shopping, so it's not that we don't have the money. Um, but something about this year just feels different. You want to pull and it apart real quick? I'm sorry? You want to pull it apart real quick? Um, so this is the first time I've actually seen where my money goes. I mean, we have a lot of debt. Okay. I have taken on a second job. Um, That's it right there. That's jobs, it right there. You know? So anxiety yeah. is just an alarm system. Mm-hmm. And for the first time ever, you turned all the lights on in your house. You turned all the music off to the dance and you asked, you, you looked like, I always tell people step one of of creating a world that's not so anxious all the time, a body that's not so riddled with anxiety all the time is choosing reality. Mm-hmm. What is the state of my marriage? What's the state of my relationship with my kids? What's the state of my job? And what's the state of my finances? You did that. Mm-hmm. And you realized my body's been trying to get my attention for a long time because we're not safe. We owe a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so the way you used to make yourself feel good was buying people things. And you love, you're a great gift giver, aren't you? Yeah. You are. I try to be. Yeah. And now you've chosen reality. And reality is awful because the way you gave yourself an identity was you were a great gift giver, except that wasn't real money. It was borrowed money. Yeah. And now your body feels anxious because it knows just how bad things are. There's a dollar amount to it. Mm-hmm. And so I want you to reframe it. Your anxiety is working perfectly. Your body's working great. It okay. knows you're not safe. And now you've just entered into a holiday where everyone tells you, you're supposed to just go crazy and spend. Ah! And you're only, as worth, uh, you're only worth what you give other people. And your kids are only going to love you as much as the stuff you buy them. Your kids will be so grateful that they got a peaceful mom on the back end of this deal. Yeah. So your body's yeah. working great. I think it's you grieving. 
I used to blow a bunch of money and spend it like this, and I'm not going to be able to do that this year. Because that stinks. It does. It's not great. Yeah. But it's reality, right? Yeah. How much do you owe? $204,154. Yeah, you're probably real anxious, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've been forcing, I mean, we paid a few thousand of that all. Okay. Um, you know, so, you know, we're there. I mean, we know it's not. Is that all consumer debt? No. Uh, yes, that what? is not a house. <laughs> okay, so what is it's the two four made up of? Is that a credit cards, car loans, student they loans? Are, so 132000 is student loans. Uh, between my husband and myself, um, and we have cards and credit cards. Okay. What's your household income? Um, gross or net? Uh, net. Net is 144. Good. Okay. So we have a great income. And if we yeah, can, we have a great could, income. I think if we sold these cars, you would have less anxiety. Yeah, I know. I knew you were going to say that to me. Merry Christmas. Amputate the Tahoe. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Well, how much How much are the car loans? How, what total? What do they add up to? So I owe 7000 on one that my adult child, she actually pays that one. And then I have one that's 21 and the other one is 28 Okay. So if I just handed you $50,000, would it release some of the anxiety that's on your shoulders if I just got rid of a quarter of your debt tomorrow? Yeah, of course it would. I think that's part of it. You need you need to see that there's actually hope here, because knocking out a few mm-hmm. thousand dollars is great, but when you still have two hundred and four to go, and that's not even including your mortgage, it just feels like right. a death march. And so, yeah, part of getting rid of this anxiety is knowing this isn't going to be a ten year journey for us. We're going to do this in three years because we make one hundred fifty thousand dollars net, mm-hmm. bringing home twelve thousand dollars a month, and it disappears to lenders every month. That's the source yeah. of the anxiety, not the lack of presence under the tree. How old are your kids? Uh, I have a 23-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 3-year-old. So, so they're pretty I, far apart in age. They are. I would take my 10-year-old out and have a an honest conversation. That in mm-hmm. the past, Mommy's bought a whole bunch of presents. And this year, Daddy and I are going to not owe anybody any money. We're going to be very intentional, so there's going to be fewer presents this year. But we're going to do a couple of cool things together. The okay. three-year-old is just going to go, bah, 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 and then you can have that same conversation with your old one. Yeah. But but being intentional, again, here's what you're doing. Your body's craving, craving, craving direction. Mm-hmm. So giving yourself some little wins here. I had this conversation. I hated it. It was hard. It's a conversation I never wanted to have with my kid because my husband and I, we make a ton of money, but I had it anyway because we haven't been good mm-hmm. stewards of this money. With my three-year-old, dude, you could get a three-year-old. You could wrap up individual bags of like leaves that you got from the yard, and they'll have fun with that. Exactly. Um, and then your older one, you could say, hey, we haven't, um, we didn't model this well for you. We modeled how to work really hard because we did, and we modeled how to get great jobs because we did, but we did not model how to be a good steward of this money. And George right. and I are going to hook you up with Financial Peace University for just you guys, and we're going to give you one that you can give to your oldest child. Oh, that's great. Okay. Thank you so much. But yep. you're going to have, like George said, you have to get radical about it. Okay. But can I show you the math on this, Melanie? Like some napkin math will change your life right now. If you get rid of these mm-hmm. cars, it'll take your debt down to about 150000 right? Mm-hmm. You'll need to get some beater cars, of course. But 150000 in consumer debt, you guys take home one hundred forty-four. Could you live off seventy and put seventy-five towards the debt every year? Yes. And that becomes, we're debt-free in 24 months. In two years, our life completely changes, 
And now we bring home $12,000 a month and we don't have lenders that have spoken for this money. Two years. How old are you guys? Um, I'm 42 and my husband's 45. That's amazing. So at 44 and 47, you guys are completely debt-free. Probably six months later, 12 months later, you have a, your six months emergency fund will be there. You'll be investing for the future. You'll be maxing out retirement accounts. You'll be covering your kids, the younger kids. They're, they're going to be going to college debt-free because of the sacrifices mom and dad made this Christmas. So the question is not, can we do this until we're 44? The question is, I'm going to be 44. Do I want to be debt-free when I'm 44 or not? That's right. the question. Mm-hmm. I think you can. Well, George and I both know you can because we've we've walked that same walk. And by the way, yeah. it's miserable. <laughs> it's so not fun. I know. It's the worst. It's, so it's the hard. worst. It's so hard. It is. But I'm telling you on the other side Probably of it. one of the toughest things I've ever had to go through. It, and uh, but know, a reality but check. Those you kids, know? man, those kids are going to absorb your tension. You know what's harder is when you call back 20 years from now, and we get this call. We've gotten it this week, and the person says, I'm 59, we haven't taken care of our money, and now it feels like it's too late, and we can never get out of this. They were a half million dollars in consumer debt. And that's where this thing will just continue compounding if we continue with this outrageous spending and not getting control and not making the sacrifices. So it's worth the side hustles. Is It's worth the emptiness under the tree. And just connect as a family this year and have the honest conversations, do the hard things, and two years from now, your life's completely different. And the next 40 years, you get freedom. That's a good math equation. That's worth it every single time. Hang on the line. We're going to send you those two Financial Peace Universities, one for you and your husband, one for the oldest kid, and uh, they'll, they'll start to get it and go, Mom and Dad, I'm with you. We're cheering you on. I know you work hard for your money, and the key to keeping more of it in your pocket is by making a plan for your spending with a budget. And Every Dollar is the budgeting app that I use personally because it's perfect for looking every dollar you make in its little president face and telling it exactly where you want it to go. Just like you told that guy in traffic exactly where you wanted him to go. And even better, Every Dollar walks you through the entire budgeting journey so you always know your next right step. Download Every Dollar for free in the App Store or Google Play today. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. As you head into the weekend, I want to remind you guys, we have some new things happening at RamseySolutions.com in the store. We have a great new kids book from our friend Rachel Cruz that's beautifully illustrated. A new book from Jade Warshaw. Her first book, a quick read, is out called Money's Not a Math Problem. The 2024 Ramsey Gold Planner, that includes my friend Dr. John Deloney. And of course, my new book called Breaking Free from broke it is uh it's a very exciting cover john so bright some would say jarringly bright because i want it to stand out in the crowd yes and uh it's very humorous i worked hard to make it not only research driven but also humor driven and there's a lot of music references there's even three i think three john deloney references well that's that's why i bought it that's why you did it john so i bought it so if you want to break free from this toxic money system uh, whether that's you pointing at inflation or the guy in the White House or it's the credit card companies, this book is going to help you just take back control and stop pointing fingers and just start holding up a mirror and going, how am I going to do this? How am I going to live life without a credit score, without credit card debt, without student loans? How do I just live with more freedom, more margins, more options, and more peace? You can pre-order it at RamseySolutions.com slash store. And when you do that, you'll get 100 bucks worth of bonus items for free, including the ebook, the audiobook, and way more. 
Let's get to the phones. Tony joins us in Houston, Texas, up next. Tony, we love Houston. Hello. How you doing? Um, not too bad. I guess I have a, a question about bankruptcy. Um, how do you figure out when is the best time to actually consider or file for bankruptcy? Um, the current situation is uh, I was recently in a wreck. And I pretty much destroyed my fiance's car, which she had covers for, but both of our insurance, I had my own insurance too, but both of our insurance company, uh, had denied coverage. So now I'm stuck with an extra car payment, uh, every month for a car is not usable. Can't even sell it. Um, or if I were to sell it, it would only be worth, you know, roughly 2000 or something for the junk pile that it is now compared to the 26,000 I owe on it. So I guess uh, I'm trying to figure out when is in would be the best time to consider bankruptcy. Not in this situation. Ninety nine percent of people who call in saying I think I need to file bankruptcy absolutely don't. What they really need is hope and a plan. Because right now life is scary. Because you're broke, right. you've got this car situation, you can't afford this payment, and you feel like there's nowhere left to turn. And so hopefully by the end of this call. We can give you a few next steps that will help you get out. But none of it's going to be easy or fun. There's no shortcuts here. Right. So tell us about the whole financial picture. Have you uh, tried to appeal for this coverage? Or what was the situation where they denied coverage completely? It, it was like a financial best. What it was, I was excluded on her policy for her to keep her premiums now. And um, we didn't really understand what that meant now till now. Um, and then my insurance is, it's denying coverage because that vehicle, I had co-signed on it and they considered that I am part owner and it wasn't under my policy. So, so both the insurance company had their loophole and now, uh, the only hope I would think now is that I can minimize it because I did have gap insurance on that vehicle and then we got it from the dealership. But, um, if they deny coverage from the gap insurance, I'm stuck paying this 26000 and we had to get her a second car, which they managed to approve. And she has a second car, which is now another high payment a month. So oh we're making technically three car payments now. And up top of all our other, you know, rent, because we rent, we don't own a home, but we have our rent and our other living expenses. So you guys are living together? Have you, have you combined finances or are they still separate? The the car or your bank accounts, her no, debt, our, your debt, your bank, account, her bank. Yeah, they're right now. We have two separate bank accounts, but I've started putting my deposits in her bank account. So we we have our bank account, and I have my old bank account. Uh, we need to keep our life separate right now. She needs to worry about her debt. You need to be worried about your debt. And now you have this new payment on on the line here. What other debt do you have? Well, we have roughly about five, would say five thousand in credit card debt. Okay, and then how much um, total in the car debt? The total car debt between the two cars in my car, probably fifty-five thousand, maybe average total. Any other debt? Uh the live, uh the rents, uh, eleven fifty. Uh, probably another. I want to say maybe a thousand just to cover all our grocery for the month. And, but that's not debt. Uh, I'm just talking pay. about payments that you owe outside of your rent and oh. normal bills. Right. Okay. Uh, but besides that, just to total monthly bills, I guess would say 
uh, to roughly going to be about thirteen, fourteen hundred just for the three car payment, and then like I said, eleven fifty for the rent. How much you make? And what's your What's your salary? Well, right now I'm, I just started a new job, uh, making more income than I did. How so much? I was hoping that maybe, but I make uh, fifteen. Fifteen fifty an hour at roughly forty hours a week, between thirty and 30, thirty-five and forty hours a week, and she makes uh, I think it's eleven or twelve hundred every two weeks from her paycheck. So the first thing that has to happen, and there's not really discussion about this, dude, or you're going to continue to be underwater, is you're going to have to sell both of your cars, and you're going to have to get thousand dollar cars that your friends laugh at you about. That's the only chance you got. Y'all cannot okay. afford two car payments on nice cars. You don't make enough money. On top of, you got a third car that you got to pay off. Because, yeah, y'all got taken advantage of, man. You, you signed something you didn't really understand. I hate that happened to y'all. It's just like a suck tax. It just is. But, man, um, you don't make nearly enough money. Well, let me say it this way. George and I don't even use car payments. I'm not going to make those dudes rich off my back. I'm just not going to do it. And so y'all got to sell your cars, man. Do what you got to do and get that, get that debt out of your life, man. Are you guys, are you underwater on all three? Obviously the one you are with that lease situation, the other two, are they underwater? You owe more than they're worth? Nah, yeah. Like, nah, the new one starts payments this month. So we were able to buy some time. And then my other payment starts again because I, managed to refinance the car because that bank that I, the car that I total had a lien on my car but I refinanced it to take the lien off of it so they wouldn't try to repossess it and you're current on well, all I the guess, payments in yeah, your life for, as of right now we're, we're technically current on all payments. well what George means by underwater is how much do you owe on your wife's new car uh that loan I think was another twenty six thousand. I believe. Good God, how, how much is the car worth? Um, maybe maybe I don't know. Thousand is relatively new. It's a twenty twenty Equinox. Well, the the goal here is that you're not underwater, meaning the car is still worth twenty six or more, and you could sell it and get out from under this payment and get something real cheap. So you're A1 right now, and you need a 1000 bucks in the bank for you. And right now, you guys aren't married. She needs to worry about her debt. You need to worry about your debt. The goal is for both of you to become debt-free. But combining bank accounts right. and both of you making bad financial decisions that you're both liable for, we got to quit that. No more co-signing, no more refinancing, no more consolidation, and my I got a plan. The only way out of this is to get out of this, and that's selling the cars, getting the income up, cutting expenses down to nothing, and no more debt. Just tell yourself, debt is not an option. What am I going to do if debt did not exist? And that means making fifteen fifty an hour and then going to Walmart after you get off that shift and throwing boxes until 2 a.m. and going home and sleeping until 6.45 and being at your job at 7.30 and doing the whole thing over again. You got to get this $26,000 car paid off. You got to get some cash in the bank. But, man, y'all just, y'all just got to quit making these choices. Hang on the line. We're going to send you Financial Peace University. I want you all two to watch these classes together. Please, there are nine lessons that will change your freaking life if you'll do it. Do not file bankruptcy. That's not the solution to your problem. Thanks for the call, Tony. This is The Ramsey Show.
Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, our scripture of the day, Luke 16.10. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. Kyle Chandler said, Opportunity does not knock. It presents itself when you beat down the door. Thank you for that, Kyle. Appreciate that motivation. Kim is up next in Baltimore. Kim, what is happening in your world? Hi, John. Hi, Ken. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Great. What's up? Hi. Um, I had a question for you all. Um, we have had um, an incredible year as far as our home, our work life, and even in our, um, we've taken in a beautiful foster kiddo that we'll be adopting. Um, oh, and we have awesome. seen some great strides. Um, we are just trying to figure out and balance um, what is appropriate um, in the financial world for spending for Christmas to keep our kids humble and content but also allow them to just know how appreciative we are. Hmm. What an amazing question. So when you say um, a great year, do you mean financially y'all had a good windfall year? Um, yeah, my, we retired from the military, got a fantastic job, um, I've moved closer to family. Yeah, windfall, we've paid off all of our debt this year. We got the um, Every Dollar app. We've been budgeting. It's been a great year. We're finally investing 15%. Um, for the first time in a long time, we're in our early forties. Um, yeah, it's just been a really great year financially, work-wise, work-home balance, and even just in our, our family dynamics. How old are your kids? Um, we have our oldest is in college, ranging down to, um, a one-year-old. How many? Six. Woo-hoo! And how many are foster kids? Just one. Just one. Gosh. Dude, you're... Can I just like take a moment to make this all about me for a second? Is that okay? Um, Kelly <laughs> Kelly is um, producing the show today because James is out, and Kelly produces my show. And we talked yesterday how my show has been so heavy lately, and it's been harder and harder to hang in there. And I need you to know that talking to you for 60 seconds has turned the light back on for me. I'm going to smile all the way home. Like you oh, give me hope that moms and dads and neighbors and brothers and sisters are out there changing the world and all the doom and gloom is not real. Thank you. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's been a year where we have, we've seen our children grow incredibly leaps and bounds emotionally and physically and just their love for other people. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that we invest in, into, into them, that, that contentment heart, which they're incredibly amazing children, but also we want to, we want to lavish them this Christmas, but we don't want to overindulge. And so we're trying to figure out where our balance is between that. Um, and I'll tell you what I do with really my, I'll tell you what I do with my well. kids. Okay. Here's how I balance it. Um, I have a 13 year old and a seven year old. So your kids are a little bit older and a little bit younger. And probably you have around that age too. So I'll tell you yeah. what my 13 year old, um, I had another for a second year in a row, another number one best-selling book. And I got the numbers yesterday on the questions for humans. They did really well. Had a good year, okay? Mm-hmm. My 13-year-old, A, I talked to him, not numbers. I don't give him details, but I tell him, I, in fact, I told him this morning on the way to school, I dropped him off at school, this is a year where we were truly, truly blessed. Truly blessed. Yeah. And last month, I gave him the check to hand to our church that was far in excess of what it normally is. I also asked him to participate in tipping the waitresses and the waiters at the Waffle House when we go every Tuesday. 
And whenever somebody comes in in a uniform, I make sure he knows they're not allowed to pay when they're around me. And yeah, so, so the both end is I am explaining we're blessed this year. So you're going to get a really cool thing. A cool thing as a dad when you have a great year is that I get to really spoil you in buy you gift A or gift B or gift C. Mm -hmm. And this is what giving looks like in the wild. Right? So I want him to see both and. And then next year, if we have a tough year, um, then we're going to tell him, hey, we didn't have a good year this year. So I've got that conversation going with him. With the younger one, <laughs> she doesn't even know up from down. I, I, I give her a lot more... Um, you know, she's really going to be worried about, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. Right. So some of that is just her watching us tip well, care for people well, point out things. Um, my wife and the kids make bags for folks, uh, homeless folks. When we pull up, um, people are asking, we can give them things in the winter. So they, they get it through example. I think the, the, the meta lesson here is kids don't listen to you. They watch you. More is caught than taught. They watch say that a lot. So I, I think what John's getting at here is if you're not raising an entitled kid, giving them a gift is not going to all of a sudden not make them ruin. an entitled kid. Right. And so uh, do you have a number amount in your head of like, hey, we want to spend this, or is it we want to get each kid the thing that they really want and it's going to be $100? Because kids don't really have a concept of how much things cost until they're older. So when I was a kid, I'd get like a video camera and a guitar, and looking back, I'm like, that was like $500 for that thing. Like, that's amazing that... But it didn't it didn't make me spoiled, you know what I mean? And so, what is causing you to think that? Um, well, we this is we've never had a we've never had a year like this, and so um, yeah, I, I've all my husband jokes because I'm always a very even Steven person. I'm like, if you have five gifts, you get five gifts, and I don't care <laughs> if they're you know, cheaper gifts or whatever. But so this year, my husband said, "Can we just pick a dollar amount?" Because our obviously our older son. Uh, he, I mean, he's in college, and his things are a lot more expensive right. than a one-year-old thing. But, but so we're just but trying to find. Tell, um, talk talk to your the, kid about it. Correct balance. It, you're going to teach your kid your thought process about how you are, how you give, and how you take, how you um, show love and care and appreciation, and how you do Christmas gifts. So tell your older one, hey, we're giving everybody a dollar amount this year. Your stuff's way more expensive because, like, you don't like, uh, you know, card games or whatever. He'll get that. He'll get that. The younger ones won't. They'll just look at number of things and shiny and plastic and what like you see what I'm saying. So, I would have the conversation with the older one. Okay, yeah, his his college was was, was a lot more expensive than yeah. everybody else's. Well, and he's gonna. It's okay for him to be like, well, that kind of sucks. I want a Christmas presents, and also because he's a he's still a he's kid. not gonna have an emotional meltdown like a two year old would. Right when he got five gifts and I got four. You yeah, know? it's like, hey, you got college, but here's the thing. If he finds that out Christmas morning, that's kind of, I don't know, I don't, I don't say it's not cool, but... Oh, never, never. It'd be worth being like, hey, your college cost a hundred grand this year, um, and that bought three books and a meal plan with the current college prices, and so your Christmas is going to look different, and he'll go, all right, I get it. Okay. You're, hey, and by the way, you're not going to... The fact that you're asking this question tells me your kids are so far from entitled. It sounds like you haven't had this kind of security in a long, long time, and you want to make sure you, you dot every I and cross every T. And let me tell you, love your kids. You're great. You are great, great, great. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. You too. You're not going to mess this thing up, I promise you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Parent of the year right there, John.
That's that's a beautiful way to end this hour. It was just reminding me, uh, I did this podcast here called The Fine Print on Ramsey Network, and I interviewed you, John, for our episode on holiday spending. So I was trying to pull it up to let the people know. There's some great encouragement there for Kim as well. It was called, here it is, Will overspending skyrocket this holiday season due to the supply chain disaster? And in that episode, we talked about how to deal with kind of the boundaries issue of like, hey, life's expensive. Inflation hasn't cooled down the way we thought it would, and everything's still expensive, and we're all broke up to our eyeballs. It can look different this year. Maybe you set that dollar amount. Maybe, hey, we're going to get one thing for each kid instead of seven things for each kid this year. But I like setting the expectation and communicating the reasons behind it. I love sitting down with my 13-year-old and saying, this is a year we've been blessed, which means we're going to give like crazy. And you're going to get something pretty cool. And I'm taking you on a trip. So that's going to be factored into this thing too. And I want you to know that when it comes to Christmas morning, you that trip isn't wrapped in a present and it's going to feel weird. And you're not broken. So I'm explaining to him as this thing goes and he's going to go, okay, okay, all right. So... Yeah, he'll be disappointed that there's not 700 presents under the tree, but he's learning. That's not how my old man shows appreciation. And also, he talked to me about this. I knew this was coming. And so it's it's both and all the way yeah. through. Well, usually the disappointment's on the other side of a lack of setting expectations and communicating. That's right. So that's, that's right. the key. But beautiful way to end the show. Thank you so much, Kim. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to Dr. John Deloney. Kelly, our producer for today's show, crushing it. All the folks in there keeping the show afloat. Just you, producing America. this thing. America's Amazing. favorite Kelly, holding it down. We'll be back before you know it. In the meantime, spend wisely, save intentionally, and give generously. Hey folks, Dave here. You want to hear even more life-changing content from Ramsey? Download the Ramsey Network app so you can catch all your favorite shows all in one place like The Ramsey Show, Smart Money Happy Hour, and The Dr. John Deloney Show. You'll get real talk about life, relationships, money, and your career. Plus, the app lets you browse by topic like debt, business, or selling your home. Get the content you want whenever and wherever you want to listen. Download the Ramsey Network app today. 